Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Wednesday, October 19th, I'm Jack Riggins, the host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is back producing the show. It is 63 and feels 63. It's a nice fall day today. Wind's only five miles an hour, so I appreciate that. Uh, Johnny, glad you're back. I uh, was a little worried. I'm sorry to hear that you lost a, an animal, you and your friend. Yeah, my roommate and I. Yeah. It's always sad when you have to put down an animal. Yep, it was it wasn't a fun night, but uh no. she's not suffering anymore, so. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm glad you were able to take care of that and thank you. Think anybody that has a pet uh, of any variety that loses them uh, and has to put them down, it's a sad day. Um we got uh political stuff all day here. We've got a couple of guests. Uh we're going to start with uh, Jason Kruger running for uh county board here in Lancaster County county commissioner, depending on how you want to say it. And then in the second segment, uh, we'll have uh, James Michael Bowers on in Legislative District 46. That's an interesting race out there. Um, so let's get right to it. Uh, Jason Kruger, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you, sir. Um, Great to be here. Yeah, you're uh, an interesting guy. You're, you're an Army veteran. Yes, sir. Um, you're a proud patriot. Mm-hmm. Kind of small town Nebraska guy, have a business in Lincoln, and you know, you've been watching things and and for a while you ran for airport authority and and now you know county commissioner um what continues to be the motivation to serve well obviously i learned to serve growing up um had a lot of uncles and my dad that were in the military um so i had that sense of service uh and and duty uh kind of ingrained in me as i grew up but uh as I've lived in Lincoln for the last 30 years or a little more and married a girl from up here um She's a hometown girl and uh, just saw that things aren't going the way they need to go here. I really I ran for the airport authority because I really didn't think we needed a $56 million terminal at that point. I was really hoping to get in there and maybe start with a $20 million one and make it so we could add on to it easily as things grew. But that, you know, didn't work out, obviously. Um, and then uh, just seeing what the county board's been doing. Um, frustrated me too so uh when that position in my district came open uh to run against uh the incumbent democrat rick vest i decided i wanted to run and uh try and get some of the stuff that uh he and the board have done uh maybe straightened out a little get the board kind of back on track to be working on the priorities they should be working on instead of uh you know special interest stuff and green energy stuff that people didn't want and things like that. So that's that's my primary reason now for the county board. Yeah, we've covered it uh, many times on this show, uh, bouncing between different radical agendas, whether it be a city council or county board. And, you know, some are more radical than others to Lincolnites and, and people in the county. Uh, but I think, you know, most people look at Zuckerbucks as it got approved and kind of asked for as a, yeah, that wasn't good. I think a lot of controversy over the wind and solar plans and how those came about. So so there's some things that would cause a common person to say there needs to be some different leadership. There needs to be some more accountability. Issues-wise, a lot of people talk, and you have several priorities, um, not just safe communities, um, that you are running on. Can you walk us through those? Yeah, I have four main ones, and and uh, obviously safe communities, like you mentioned, is is high on my priority list. Making sure the sheriff has 
adequate and well-trained staff. Um, I mean, we've seen it this last year, year and a half. The crime rate's gone up, not only in the county, but also in the city. So, um, you know, the city needs some help there, too, probably. But um, as a county board I would member, I would make sure that we support the sheriff. We support Pat Condon. Um, he's done great with uh, these deferment courts. So if you're a veteran, such as we are, mm-hmm. um, maybe you get a DWI or have some trouble, there's a chance for you to go through a deferment court. You know, maybe you're just having hard times and something happened. Now, if it's three or four or five times that you've done something, then no, we need to probably put you in jail through the court system um, the right way. But um, I think the deferment courts, uh, you know, help free up some from some jail space. So safe communities is the big one. Uh, infrastructure, um, a lot of roads and bridges that are in terrible shape in our county. Um, there's, I believe, 11 bridges out right now. Some of them have been out for over five years, and the county board hasn't gotten a fix. Now, some people might think that's not a big deal, but if you're a farmer um, and you've got to drive seven miles out of the way to go from your house to a field because the bridge right next to your house is out, I mean, that's a big deal, especially now with fuel at over $5 a gallon for diesel. Um, it's a safety issue. Uh, same thing if you're having a heart attack and the ambulance has to go seven miles out of the way to get to you because the bridge is closed. It could be in the meaning of whether you're here or not tomorrow. Yeah, you know, we've had the county engineer on the show many times over right. the last year and a half, and we've run through the numbers. There's been some progress. Um, the thing that always frustrates me is that there are times, I guess, in leadership or as a, a, a servant leader, elected leader, that you don't have the resources, you don't have the money, so therefore, you know, you have to make some hard choices. But that's never been the case with our county and its its finances. And so I know that people, maybe it was your opponent, people really like to throw out falsehoods about our infrastructure around oh, yeah. the county. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And and we had a, uh, I was at a LIBA lunch yesterday where we had a candidate forum and there were some falsehoods that were, that were mentioned yesterday by my opponent. Um, you know, he talked about that he'd increased the engineer's budget by $12 million since he'd been there. But the truth of the matter is that the last four years, he's actually reduced her budget by $727,000. So it's a numbers game, I suppose. Um, uh, he talked about adding four new employees for her, but they moved two of them. So, I mean, my degree is in mechanized systems. We did a lot of engineering work. I think four minus two is only two. Uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, And he also talked about, you know, there were uh, uh, bridges closed when he came, and, and there were. There were 15 bridges closed when he started, but at least six of those are still out plus some other ones. So um, I, I'm... I'm a big fan of honesty, uh, not lawlessness and graft. So um, I think people realize, too, that um, some of the things that uh, obviously he didn't want to talk about yesterday but got brought up by myself and another candidate, um, that last year the county board voted themselves a 16.5% raise. They did. And the, the average of the rest of the county employees only got 3%. Now, um, I talked to somebody about that, and they said that my opponent, to their face, said, well, it's a law that we have to make raises. 
well, that's not true. I've got the paperwork to prove it's You can lower it or raise it when you come into office. Sure. You don't have to raise it. So, um, well, real quick, and common sense says coming out of a pandemic or in a pandemic and the rest of the peer group around the county and city is getting 3%, yeah. that as a servant of the people, you don't jump 16%. That's just common sense. Yeah. Um, and, well, again, and, it's greed. Right. And I found that very interesting. And it also sounds like, you know, some of these, uh, I call it Biden math, right? Which was the latest <laughs> was we've saved you 420 million at the pump since June. Well, that's taking the highest yeah, price, right? At the high and yeah, it's yeah. Great, and come but... down. And so no mention of, well, we got it so crazy high that we've saved you. No, in totality, yeah. you haven't saved anybody money, and it's continuing to eat into every single American's uh, wallet. Um, election integrity, I, I know you have that out there on your website as well as fiscal responsibility. Yep, very very important to me that people that vote trust that they their vote got counted and not counted seven times or whatever, uh, depending on which side you're on. Um, we we really need to trust that that the people that are in office are in there because the people actually wanted them in there, and there wasn't some shenanigans going on that uh, led them to be in there falsely. Because um, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody's in there because there was election fraud, any any laws or rules they made while they're in there are, are illegitimate too. So I'm guessing right. you're not a fan of the office that you aspire to approving Zuckerbucks and being the only county in Nebraska to take outside money yeah, for that, the last election. Right. That was that was definitely bad. 404000 plus they took from Zuckerbucks, like you said, the only county in Nebraska. Um, it raised a lot of questions because uh, they, they put ballot boxes in funny places where there wasn't security or any you know any way to watch it. So, um, you know, we have no idea really what happened. Um, my guess is that there's been dishonesty in elections since they ever started, but not to this extent. I don't, I don't think um, that we should really put up with that. And unfortunately, up to now, we really have, and we've had to because the, the public itself hasn't got mad enough as a collective to say, okay, we're tired of this. We don't want it anymore. Um, so I think this election cycle, I think we're going to see a big change again, if it's fair. Um, I, th I think we're going to see a lot of people. I mean, in, in all the walking and knocking I've done, I've been to several democratic houses that said, we're not voting Democrat this cycle because they've ruined the economy and the country in the last two years. Um, you know, both monetarily and, and, strategically so um you know i think uh i think we'll have a big change and a lot of us uh um, conservatives will get back in the office and hopefully get these priorities straightened back out yeah fiscally i always am curious because as i've studied on the radio again county has plenty of money city has plenty of money i've always made the argument that our priorities are a little messed up mm -hmm. um how do you see how uh, the county commissioners are using the resources they have and and where you can make an impact to make sure that they're doing it better with fiscal responsibility. Well, a couple things, um, Jack. First of all, um, I mean, my degree is in mechanized systems management from here at the university, and that's kind of a cross between ag engineering and mechanical engineering. And 
in the jobs I've done since I went back to school non-traditionally, I mean, I was managing projects for one of the largest grain companies in the country and in the world, in fact, that were $25 million. So I feel like I can manage those projects and look at those contracts and, and hopefully see places that money can be saved without sacrificing safety or quality. Um, but the other thing is, again, that the, the, the board itself as a collective needs to get their priorities back on track and work on the infrastructure that they should be in charge of. Uh, roads and bridges, like I said, are, are the highest on my priority as far as infrastructure, just because farmers need to get their crops to market. Small businesses need to get their products and services out to the community. Um, you know, if you live on an acreage or out in the country and you've got, uh, say you've got a 14 or 15 year old kid that drives to school on a school permit, those roads are terribly dangerous for somebody that doesn't have any experience. I mean, they scare me and I've been driving. I mean, I drove truck. I've driven. I mean, that's my pastime is driving. So, um, they're scary. So that stuff needs to get, you know, repaired and replaced and brought into the 21st century. Um, and then when we have all of our critical infrastructure fixed and into the 21st century, then we can start to broaden out and, you know, work on other projects. But, but that really should be their priority. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're on with Jason Kruger running for county commissioner here in Lancaster County uh, against the incumbent uh, Rick Vest. How has the campaign been going? It's been going really well. I've got a great team that works for me. Um, you know, I've got a, a campaign manager, um, uh, somebody that's doing uh, social research, media, research, social media, research. all that good you got stuff. A crack yeah, team. I've got a volunteer coordinator and a, and a statistician. I mean, it's you know when I ran for airport authority, I did it on my own and didn't have a clue what I was doing. And uh, when I decided to run uh, for county commissioner, I really really buckled down and figured out what I needed to, to win um, because, again, it's important to me. I mean, airport authority was important to me, too. I just didn't know what I was doing. So, um, But I've got a crack staff, and they're doing a great job. And uh, obviously, I need more help. I need people to help me walk neighborhoods and put out signs and, uh, you know, a donation to, uh, to the campaign, even if it's $5. I mean, KrugerForThePeople.com. Uh, is where they can go for that. So, um, you know, we're still building and and uh, working on on all that. So well, failure is not failure unless you don't learn from it. And well, that's and, right. And, I agree with that. 100%. And you know, I don't. You know, politics is an interesting beast, as I'm myself observing it. Um, and so, I think you know the fact that you're willing to serve, you learn from it. It's great. That means conservatives are out interested and helping um one of the things uh real quick about a minute left could you maybe describe you know the the differences between you and your opponent sure um you know i respect the hard-earned dollars um of the taxpayers of lancaster county and i'll do my damnedest not to vote for increases in property tax and just changing the levy uh lower when the property taxes and the valuations go up doesn't really mean you're giving anybody a break if they're still spending more money. Um, I'll hold the line or reduce board salaries, um, not vote myself a 16% or 30% or anything raised like that. It's just crazy. Um, I prioritize, you know, the infrastructure to come into the 21st century instead of voting to leave, you know, 11 bridges closed in, in the past. Um, I want to promote an informed public and, and personal freedoms instead of 
going along with like what the mayor did with COVID, her agenda and mandates. Um, I'm champ. I'm a champion for free and fair elections. So no Zuckerbucks if I'm in the in the on the county board, and uh, I will not support corporations over the common man or for my personal gain. So. Well, there you have it. Uh, Jason Kruger for County Commissioner. Appreciate you coming on. You bet. Thanks for having me. Folks, you can find more information at uh, KrugerForThePeople.com. Get involved in the campaign. Um, donate. And uh, like everything, folks, you can't take anything for granted. If you want your freedom, if you want your values expressed, you got to get engaged in the process. And that's what we do by having candidates on here is to get you to get to know them a little better. And you've got to go out and vote, folks. You've got to go out and vote. All right, KLIN, 1400 AM, 99.3 FM. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, Wednesday, October 19th, uh, bottom of the hour, still 63 and still feels like 63. Ooh, the wind's dying down. There you go. There's the DTL dropping something that has to do with atmospheric conditions. <laughs> Something's better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah, we just had... Uh, uh, Jason Kruger on running for county commissioner here in Lancaster County. Um, you know, when we do these spots uh, with the candidates, anybody's welcome to come on. Um, they're pretty benign in the sense of just get out your information and what's important to you as a candidate. And, and we go from there. And uh, when we come back, second segment, uh, we'll have uh, James Michael Bowers on from Legislative District 46. I'm trying and I feel bad because. Yesterday was Twitter Tuesday, and I'm in this complete um, self-fight with myself of whether I should completely get away from all social media, like take a sabbatical for a while, or keep engaging. I'm really not on Twitter that much, but I will tell everyone I got onto this stuff because it makes me laugh. The things people post, especially on Twitter, make me giggle, Um, you know. Facebook seems to be my generation if you're 40 and above where everybody is stuck. And so if you want to talk with people, that's where you do it. But um, I have failed you, audience, on Tweet of the Day. KLIN 1499.3. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Wednesday, it's not a normal whatever Wednesday. It's a get-to-know-political-candidates Wednesday, October 19th. I'm Jack Riggins, the host. I'm still here. Johnny Cadillac's still here, back, grooving, and uh, it's 62, Johnny, but it feels like 63. 
so we had the drop. If you don't mind, I just want to take this moment to wish my mother a happy birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Mama Cadillac. Yeah, happy birthday, Mama Cadillac. No, seriously, Johnny's doing a good job. I always enjoy coming in. He provides fresh perspective and uh, different perspective sometimes, but that's why I can't give him the airwaves all the time. <laughs> it would ruin the show. We'd no, be in trouble. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, hey, we've got James Michael Bowers on. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, took some took some uh, coordination to get you in here, but I appreciate you coming in. And uh, uh, you know, I've been seeing your race and what's going on, but I don't really know you. I know some of your constituents would know you and the greater Lincoln audience. But where did where and what got you involved in politics? Yeah, no, thanks for asking me that because I'm I love telling the story because it's I never intended to get involved in politics. Um, I was working in the child welfare system about 10 years ago when the state attempted to privatize child welfare and a lot of these agencies were going uh, were shutting down overnight and uh, kids were going without services uh, foster parents were going without pay and employees were losing their jobs and i remember in i was thinking to myself as i was trying to figure out how to make things better for the families that i serve i thought instead of getting angry at the people who create the system why not just become one of them mm. and that's what launched me into the political and policy world Really, yo, of course, because there you can actually make change and it can get just frustrating upon frustrating no matter kind of uh, what the issue is. And so you obviously ran successfully. How is that going? Yeah, um, like successfully when I ran for city council? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. So I was born and raised in Havelock. And one of my favorite things about going door to door is running into people who like either uh, knew my brother or knew my parents and were telling me all of these stories that I just hadn't heard about my dad or I hadn't heard about my mom Um, and just reconnecting with a lot of people that were uh, people that I grew up with. And that's probably been about the favorite, my favorite part about how many stories did you get about? I remember when you were this big or a story about the family that you didn't even know. Tons. There was one guy who told me that he had knew he knew my grandfather, and my grandfather had apparently given him a bunch of his military stuff, and so it was great. To, I mean, my grandfather passed away before I was born, and so it was really cool to hear about someone else's experience with my grandfather. Yeah, and to hear it's it kind of puts a new spin on you know sure. people that you've known your entire lives. Yeah, no, I mean, I think sometimes in Nebraska, it's a very Nebraska story, and I think sometimes if you're in the metro in Omaha or even Lincoln, we can think sometimes we're too big for those type of things to occur. But in reality, Lincoln is still very much a small town, and there's a lot of people that have been here, and there's generations, and they care deeply for the community. And so, yeah, that's an interesting story, and I'm glad that you chose to serve because um, – you know, A, we need people that want to do it. Uh, B, um, there's goods to it and there's hardships with it, no doubt, you know, being somewhat of a public figure. But I know that you're in kind of a interesting race right now with your opponent. And safety and security has always been something that I know that you've championed. Absolutely. Um, and something that I'm hearing is I like go door to door, right? Um, people want to know that they're uh, that they are safe that their kids are safe, and even as we have an aging population, that their parents are safe. And they also want to know that if something does occur, that fair justice will happen, and it will help to restore a sense of safety and repair harm that was created. 
Yeah, I think you bring up a good point, and that's not. I have aging parents in Lincoln as well, and I I don't think that we always that's at the top of our list. But in fact, they are a vulnerable part of the population, both for health reasons and or crime, you know, just because of age. And oftentimes when we do talk about safety and security, we talk about children. But, uh, you know, I think as I cover crime in the city, there's different parts of the city with different issues, right? And, And so your constituents, what are a couple of things that you hear consistently in your area? Yeah, I mean... People want to be able to uh, not have to worry about their house getting broken into while they go to work. They want to make sure that their kids are safe when they go to school. And they want to know that if, if when they're checking on their parents late at night, that um, that they'll go when they go to see their parents, that their parents are safe. And so uh, Lincoln has had a strong reputation of being a, a safe town. And as Lincoln grows, people want to continue to feel that safety and security in their city. Yeah, I think Lincoln, you're right. It, it, I think Lincoln is always hopefully going to have kind of a smaller town atmosphere. There's some realities as the city grows, but keeping that kind of culture and that environment, I think, is very important to Lincolnites. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that it just kind of all comes down to is that one of the ways, like when we look, so being a therapist and as a social worker, I kind of look like what are the basic needs, mm-hmm. right? And so... For people to be able to advance in their life, for people to for to be able to reach their goals, their basic needs have to be met. And part of that basic need is feeling safe and secure in where you're living at. Yeah, and there have been some investments in law enforcement over the last year. And I know I think there's, you know, continuing not just personnel, but um, the pay increase. And these are all good things. These are good signs that we're heading in the right direction. Um, as far as law enforcement goes and some of the things as you continue to serve, where would you like to see law enforcement continue to grow in Lincoln? Yeah, I really liked the things that we were able to do when we increased pay and when we were able to do some work to essentially um, incentivize people to uh, come to Lincoln and join our police force. And the reason why I think that those are crucial is not only can we add to our police force then, but then we're able to have a wider pool um, of applicants uh, to choose from. So that way we can make sure that Lincoln has uh, the best uh, and brightest and uh, people with um, a good heart to be able to serve the city of Lincoln and keep us safe and secure. Yeah, I think people don't understand a lot of times. uh, It's easy to think like, oh, all military guys are the same or all police officers are the same. the, The truth is, is that the strength of, law and order or military is the diversity of people that are in the force, um, the various backgrounds, wherever they come from in the United States or what parts of Lincoln or newcomers to the city um, that really then help kind of the nuances on the street and things like that. And I think that we, like I said, we're trending in a good direction. Now in your race, um, is there some differences between you and, and your opponent? You know, some of the things that I've been super proud to do um, over the past four years while I've been on the city council is I've always held a monthly town hall. And so that way folks in uh, Lincoln, all across the city, even though I represent a specific district, can come in and get their voice heard and ask questions directly out of the person they elected. Because I think that accessibility and transparency is super important. Um, The other thing that I've been really proud. Hang on. I want to say that that is great. Thank you. And I haven't given if I I knew I sort of know you have done that. And I probably because of partisan politics, I might not have covered it. 
But I want to be clear, that is great as an elected official to go out in a town hall that's regular and talk and meet with the people. Yep. Third Thursday. Kudos to you. Thank you so much. That's the third Thursdays of the month, uh, Anderson Library at 530, uh, which is tomorrow. And we're going to have the new Northeast police captain come out and join us to be our guest speaker. Awesome. So I'm really proud of the fact that I've been able to continue that Northeast uh, tradition of doing those town halls. The other thing that I've been really proud of during my time on the council is I've been able to pass more ordinances and initiatives than any other council member, and it's been done with bipartisan support. I've been able to build relationships um, across the political spectrum uh, to be able to do some really good things for our city. And I've found that the key has been if we can agree on what the problem is, then that allows us to start working towards a solution rather than trying to push forward a solution or to push forward a value. If we can agree on what the problem is, then that takes a lot of the heat and a lot of the temperature out. So I'm really proud of that. Um, And I'm also proud of the fact that um, when I got elected to the city council, I was the youngest one by 30 years. And I don't come from money. I come from a working background. You know, I was the first one in my family to go to college. And um, there's a lot of differences um, in just experience that I think that if we had more um, everyday people elected into office, that that would bring. Um, so the fact that I've been accessible and transparent with my town halls, the fact that I've been able to build relationships and making uh, bipartisan um, uh, work uh a huge priority and still working as a social worker um, in our middle schools every single day while I've been on the city council. It's really helped keep me grounded. That's you got a lot on your plate, but in a good way. Um, I was just going to say, I love youth. I love mentoring or helping them kind of find their path. How rewarding is, is helping you through, you know, social work. I love it. You know, um, so I'm a social worker at the middle school that I went to growing up. And so it really provides an opportunity to help a lot of kids that were in very similar situations that I was in growing up and to kind of be a a little bit of a big brother to um, some of the hardest times in a kid's life that 11, 12, 13 years. um, That's just a a wide range of development going on. Yeah. Um, You know, if you continue, which I think you have a very good chance. Um, what are some of the things that you will continue to champion for safety and security around the city? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I made a priority um, while I was on the city council is to build relationships with people that are working on the ground. So, of course, there's going to be uh, people at uh, management levels that will be responsive and receptive and provide information. But being a social worker for years, I went in with already a lot of relationships built with folks that are working on the ground and being able to reach out to those 20 people that are working day in and day out with how policy impacts them, I think is really crucial. And again, it's one of those things that help keeps people grounded. Um, it's so easy for people that aren't uh, living the day-to-day to come up with an idea or to come up with a policy and not be aware of the unintended consequences mm-hmm. of that. So being able to talk directly with people um, that are serving our city has been a priority and something that we need to continue to make a priority and something that I wish elected officials would um, continue to do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we're on with uh, James Michael Bowers, um, Legislative District 46. I, I'm curious why we call it LD46 and then it's City Council. I don't know. It's just interesting to me, but uh, I'm a newbie. Tell you what, the audience is just getting to know you. 
I think some great points on uh, safety and security and, and what folks up in your district are talking about and the things you've already done um, in your career. Um, what is something the audience doesn't know about you? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I I have always been a pretty open book. Um, but, you know, I'll take the time to uh, to tell talk about like a really weird story that uh, got in the paper. And that was um, this cat that walked in on me while I was taking a shower. Okay. And I, it made the paper. It made the paper. <laughs> um, I had never been a cat person in my entire life. I was always been like a dog, you know, sure. I was a, a, you know, a, a boy with his dog growing up. And uh, ever since probably about a year ago, this cat's now just been living with me and kind of that's what I get for leaving a door open, right? Well, and well so- I'll tell you what. That I don't know what's going on in the town. So I live in South East Lincoln. We have two cats already that we've rescued. And now we have two more that we won't let in the house, but they're on the property constantly. And we've taken them in and, and done everything you're supposed to do. And then they haven't got adopted. And so they've released them back and they still come back to my property. Before I came here today, I call him Garfield because he looks like Garfield. He's just sitting there. Now my wife does feed him and gives them water. So I think they know, but cats are an interesting creature as far as once they find a home. And if you're nice to them, they're like, Hey, I'll just hang out with you. Absolutely. Yeah. It kind of, Blew my mind. I mean, he wasn't even too eager to leave. And so I named him uh, Tony after uh, St. Anthony, the patron saint of lost things. Oh, there you go. Because he was a lost little cat. And so <laughs> he found his way home, I guess. That is wild. Um, geez, I, you know, I appreciate you coming on. And we've got a few more minutes. I'm trying to think. So what are, what are some of the lessons that you've learned, you know, as you've gotten onto the city council and things that you were like, oh, you know. Here, here's how we can affect that change or, you know, here's some things, you know, a better way to do it, whatever. Absolutely. Um, I think a couple of things that I've learned um, after getting elected to the city council was there's things that a person can do as an elected official outside of changing an ordinance or changing a law. And there really is a platform that goes along with being an elected official. And it's a great way that people or it's a great way that uh, elected officials can use that platform to advocate for their constituents. Um, where can people find you? Um, Bowers for Nebraska.com. Uh, it's B O W E R S, which is my last name. And then F O R and Nebraska spelled out.com. Um, and then there's some information on there about me. And then, um, Twitter is Bowers and then it's the number four in the Nebraska and then Facebook. It's James Michael Bowers. I believe I'm not a big social media guy. Oh, but, but like you said though, <laughs> and I agree, I was just kind of debating whether I should be on Twitter or not is it, you have a platform mm-hmm. and change can be done. Um, not just with the ordinances and laws and things like that, but by engaging the people and, you know, using your platform to really educate people. And that's what this show is, is all about. That's what we try to do anyway. Sometimes with a little flair. Do you have any questions for us? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a good question to ask you. What's something that you want to see happen uh, statewide in Nebraska? If you could introduce one bill or one piece of legislation, what bill or legislation would you introduce? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that, but I need some time to think, so I'm going to do the deflect. The one thing that I would like from a culture society standpoint in the state of Nebraska is for Nebraskans to realize that we're all in this together. And I very much agree with you that we oftentimes disagree on solutions. um, And we let that fire us up to where we don't identify the problem correctly 
across the diversity or partisan nature. And that hurts us all as a society not to identify the problem, then work together to find the solutions, and then set about doing that. Um, That, along with what I would say is America as well, is I would like the voting base to do and get engaged with local politicians like you're trying to do through your town halls. Like, that's a perfect, that's why I said that's awesome, because I don't care what your politics are. If you're an elected official and you're making yourself accessible to the public, you're more apt to understand where they're at. But the public needs to get engaged as well, peacefully, respectfully, and to realize that their vote does matter and that they can make changes. And so I would like the voting base on all sides to get more educated. My perfect day, and here's where I guess I'm going to the legislature, although I'm not big on mandates and I'm not big on anything, is I guess what I would say is I would be happy if all Nebraskans, every single one of them, showed up and voted and voted. And if we had everybody out there, I can live with what that vote is. And so I guess I would go with a everybody gets a day off on voting day and goes out and vote. That would be what I wanted to see happen. Makes sense? No, that makes sense. I think that's great. And I agree. I think more people should go out and vote and get more involved. Um, and that way it makes it easier to push the message out. Um, folks are surprised to learn that I'm the only candidate that's been endorsed by Lincoln Police. And I'm the only candidate that's been endorsed by the fraternal, the Nebraska Fraternal Order of Police and Lincoln's Firefighters. And I'm really honored to have that endorsement. And um, I'm trying to push that message out to as many people as possible um, because I think endorsements kind of tell um, folks uh, where your values are at and who matches up with your values. Yeah, absolutely. James Michael Bowers, appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know, uh, folks, you just don't get those endorsements. You earn them, and you earn them because you stand for what those organizations are, and in this case, safety and security and a safer Lincoln, James Michael Bowers. KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I enjoyed the show, but I should. I'm the show host. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it because Jason Kruger was on uh, running for county commissioner, gave his reasons uh, very succinct and, uh, you know, makes sense. And I think that's what we try to do on this show is give the candidates the platform to tell you who they are, what their motivations are, what, what's important to them and their constituents, and so appreciated that. And then, you know, a little different on the show, James Michael Bowers came in and um, did a great job talking about, you know, his constituents and safety and security and how he feels about that. And I think oftentimes, you know, without getting to talk to the person directly or have a platform where they can share their messages, um, you know, we can all get drowned in maybe the mass media message of a particular party. But uh, needless to say, you know, this is a safety and security guy um and i think it's important for all lincolnites to hear that and i wish them both the best of luck tomorrow doug fitzgerald will be in i have to be out west giving a talk motivating some people hopefully and then i will be back on friday and uh, we'll let the call lines go crazy on friday klin 1499.3